Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week, a sales strategist. Now, I like money. And I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you probably like money as well. And to make money, we need to make sales. So it doesn't matter how good your course is, we, we need to learn how to sell. Now, When it comes to sales, this person has a lot of experience. She essentially helps high-ticket coaches close massive deals faster and on sales calls. So all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Shannon Tesusa. Shannon, how are you? Good, Jono. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for coming on. I'm excited to hear from you. Shannon, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have Absolutely. you got one Absolutely. 100%. So my favorite um, quote is by Wayne Gretzky, and it's, you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Mm. And that directly applies to sales. Mm, love that. Wayne Gretzky. Is he a rugby player? I haven't heard of him over. He's a famous Canadian hockey player. Okay. No, I'm teasing. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like a god over there. Isn't he like the most famous sports person ever in Canada? Uh yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I read I read I don't know if it's him. There's some player, I think it's him, where his number is he number ninety nine? What well, do you know his number by any chance? Ninety nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his number has been retired from the whole league. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Usually they'll retire from the team, you know? If you're yeah. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, yeah. they you know they he's his number, no other player in hockey. That's that's a level you want to get to, right? Like where you're just like, nobody's ever going to get as close to you as a legend. So let's just like retire that. That's cr- especially for Canadian. Because uh, uh, Americans are better than Canadians at hockey, right? Aren't Americans usually the... <laughs> uh, we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I should have warned. Well, hey, I asked you at the start, is there anything controversial I don't bring up? You didn't warn me I couldn't bring up hockey rivalries. <laughs> You didn't know my quote, though. You didn't that is know my true. Quote. That is true. But no, I, yeah, I love that quote myself. Um, yeah, with sales and like with anything in life, you know, it's kind of like you got two options. You don't do it. You're going to, you know what the result is, you know, you do it. Okay, maybe, maybe it's the same result, but you're at least putting yourself in the ball game, you know, and another one of my favorite quotes is I never lose. I either win or I learn. Let's use it in sales, Ooh. you know. I jump a on a one. well. I jump on it. Let's say I jump on a sales call, and I try and close you into my two thousand dollar offer, and you don't do it. Some some people might be like, "Ah, oh, he missed the sale. He failed." No, I just learned another. As long as I learn from it, as long as it's like, okay, you know, what did I do wrong? You know, could I have positioned it differently? Could I have explained it differently? Oh, I've never heard that objection before, but now I know how. If I get that, if that, I think that's the best one for an objection handle. It's kind of like. Yes. Someone gives you an objection. If you've never heard it before, you're going to be stumped. You know, maybe you can think of something on on the spot, and maybe you can do it. You know, um, but if you if you've heard it once before and you don't make that sale, great. Next time you make that sale, you know it. And I'm guessing, I'm, I'm sure, what you teach as well is probably to think about it. Right? It's like 
You get up, you get that objection. Okay, think about it. If that was to happen again, what would you have said? But anyway, I'm, I'm rambling here. I'm going to hand it back over to you, Shannon. Let us know. I've obviously we're obviously in the same mastermind. You know, we've connected on social media. I know what it is you do. If someone's listening to this, let us know in a bit more detail. What is it you actually do there? Honestly, I help my clients get sales confidence to ask for the sale and to close it. So a lot of people come to me, maybe they're selling, you know, haphazardly, they're selling, you know, at a low price. Um, But when you look at the offer, and there's a lot of value in there, it should be priced at market. And I teach them to like stand up for themselves. And I also Mm. teach them the process of how to run a sales call. Um, A lot of people don't know how to qualify. They don't know the questions to ask. And so therefore they don't have that confidence. Sales has a lot to do with mindset. And I think mindset is something we're only talking about now. Um, But when you're looking at all of the greats, you know, they're the ones who are who are prioritizing that over strategy. And so um, that's what I'm working with my clients on. Love that. Yes, I'm I'm I used to be a salesperson myself. I was just with with my um, first business fitness education online was literally eight hours of sales calls a day for like three years. So I, I love this this topic here. And yeah, mindset, you know, I'm I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. And he's got a quote. I can't remember it exactly, but it's something like, if you've got the right mindset, even if you suck at the strategy, you're still going to make a few sales. Not as much as if you had the strategy as well, but you know, you're going to find a way to make some sales you know, with your passion or your confidence or whatever it may be. If you don't have that mindset and you've got no confidence in what you do, you're going to have the best strategy. It's, it's probably not going to work. So I, I love that. Uh, but Jen, I, I'm going to hand it over to you. Let's, let's, put in a bit of a situation, right? Someone's listening to this. They've got a program. It's it's $2,000 and they're struggling to sell it. Where do we start? What's what what's the first? And I guess I should ask you a question. Is it better if we, we're assuming they're getting on calls or should we say they're not getting on calls? What's How should we direct this? What's better for- Let's, t- let's take it in both directions. First of okay. all, if you're selling high ticket and you're not doing it on sales calls, well, that's one of the main reasons why you're not closing deals, mm, yeah. right? Um, If you are selling over $1,500, people want to trust the person that they are hiring. And that often comes through a conversation. It is a standard um, in every single industry to have a conversation with somebody. And so Mm -hmm. if you are being told on the internet and the internet is telling people that you can do everything through funnels, you don't have to lift a finger, everything will happen in your sleep. Sure, for some, and that could take years of reputation building, right? That could be years of ad spend. Um, But if you want to close sales faster and raise your prices, you better believe you better get on a phone with somebody and show your face, especially nowadays. We're doing business all over the world. You're in Australia right now. I'm in Canada. Um, We can build rapport in two seconds by just being on Zoom and seeing each other. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is if somebody is not closing deals and they're selling high ticket, often they have a problem with how they feel about their offer. So we cannot sell things if we are not passionate about it. If we don't believe in our offer, if we know that this is fake It comes out in our communication. It comes out in our body language. It's going to come out in our energy and our excitement. And why majority of the people hire people, A, that people like doing business with people they like, 
right? You build that rapport, you build that connection, but also you want to hire someone you believe in. And if you're not even energetic and believe in yourself, why the hell would someone hire you? So those are the, those are the two things I would say right off the bat. Love it. Love, love those. Let's, let's spend a minute on those. I love the, the funnel automation side of things because it's kind of like, and it's funny, you know, I think what the, half the reason why we see a lot of that in marketing is because I think that's what people want. You know, I think like there's a lot of people in the online world that will just like, they'll pay a thousand dollars or thousands of dollars not to get on the phone with someone when it's kind of like, Hey, it would be so much easier if you just picked up the phone and, and had a conversation with them. Um, but to expand on that a little bit as well, I heard a really good uh, quote the other day which is essentially before you make money, every, everybody wants to make money while they're asleep. Before you do that, you need to learn how to make money when you're awake. And I think, <laughs> and I think like, and look, I, I think sales is a really good thing here on a few different things, right? So let's use myself, okay? Now I've automated a lot of sales in, in that fitness education online business because I spent three freaking years, eight hours a day on the phone now I know I've built rapport with people. Now I know every single objection that, that comes up. I've run live webinars. I know the ones that work. I know the ones that don't work. But the only way I was able to do that was from thousands and thousands of hours and, and sales calls doing it. So I think that's an important thing. It's the dream is nice, you know, set up an ad and then people opt in and then they watch your automated webinar and they buy straight away and then they buy your next thing. But Ooh, it's a lot easier said than it's a lot harder said than done. And it's a lot easier to start with that, that sales process. So I love well, it's that. Expensive, right? Let's talk mm. about the technology. Let's talk about implementing it. Let's talk about building it out. Let's talk about the ad spend, mm. right? Um, it is very expensive to get passive income. And before mm. we have passive income, we have to have goddamn income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and the positioning as well, you know, it's like, I'll use Amy Porterfield as an example because she's a big name in this space here. So she's got a course, I think it's about $2,000 and she does it automated, but that's Amy Porterfield. She's got like, you know, half a million followers and all you the- know her audience. She's, she's done the work, right? You don't start out of zero and then get passive income. And this is what's being told on the internet. You mm. don't need a website. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need, um, like you don't need ad spend you just everything's organic just yeah. you know just do it like this um and then everyone's telling them to flip the value ladder they're telling them um you know start with low ticket offers and like you can only have a low ticket offer if you have a massive customer base to sell yeah. to you need that audience first you need that community so you yeah. need to sell high ticket to know what works and what doesn't work and how to change it and how to maneuver it. So then you go from one to one, then you go to group, you go to one to many, and then you automate. That's how it works. Yes. Love it. Agree. hundred um, percent. And yeah, the offer. So important there, the offer. And it's like the way I look at this, you, uh, do you know who Grant Cardone is? Is he popular in Canada as well? Who? Sorry. Grant Cardone. Have you heard of him? I don't think so. No, okay. He's a big sales sort of guy in, in America. Uh, he uses the 10X rule where he's okay. kind of like, hey, whatever I'm selling, you know, I want to be so confident that this person's getting 10 times the amount of value yeah. back. And mm -hmm. I, that's the way I, I look at it. If, I'll, I'll share some stories. Um, when I started in the fitness industry, you know, I was selling, mem I was selling a, um, the $500 challenge basically, right? It's 500 bucks. It's a, a 12 week challenge, you know? And I was kind of like, meh. Oh, I don't think it's valuable, you know, and I wouldn't, 
in my head, that's what I was thinking. And I just wouldn't make any sales, but I was able to stack the value up. And it's like, all right, cool. You know, hey, it's not it's not just 50 bucks a week for a session. It's 50 bucks a week. You also get a 12-week home program. You also get my basic nutrition guidelines. You also get my clean eating recipe book, whatever it may be, right? I was able to stack it up that way. And then my first online business that I was selling, it was essentially a, a business course, right? And it, I was like, all right, cool. You know, if they can pay me X amount, I'm confident that if they implement what I say, they're going to make 10 times the amount back. And then just with that confidence, I was, I was able to, to sell. So I, I love those there. So all right, let's move on from there, Shannon. So let's say someone's watching this. They're like, hey, I'm confident. You know, I, I believe what I do. I'm passionate about it. I'm getting on the phone, but I'm just not closing as, as much as I'd like to. Can we diagnose some issues there? What are the common things that come up there? So one of the first things, and I would say this is is a, a little bit more with men than it is women. Yeah. Um, they don't want to turn. Typical men. <laughs> <laughs> we don't listen, you know. <laughs> they don't want to turn on their cameras. Oh, so I have been on tons of sales calls, yeah. even as recently as before I joined the program that we're in. Yep. And they would not turn on their camera. Yeah. So how do you build rapport? How do you build trust? How like how can you emulate my energy? Right. Um, I immediately feel unseen. I feel dismissed. I feel that I'm not important enough to have this conversation with you. So like the might as well just miss the call. Like just don't yeah. even bother. Yeah. That's a, it's tiny, right? It's so tiny. Um, but a lot of, you know, for men, I think they're they might be thinking, um, you know, the I don't even think it's lighting stuff. I think it's maybe just themselves or they're just like used to being on other calls with men where they're mm -hmm. not on, you know, on camera. So one of the things you must do is emulate the energy of your prospect, mm -hmm. right? If they are, if they're talking with their hands and they're excited and they're looking at you and they're very intent, you better bring that same damn energy to them, mm -hmm. right? It's a mirror. And so a lot of people forget about that. A lot of people forget about building rapport, you have to take at least three minutes of that call to have a, just a basic conversation as a human. And so like one of my favorite easiest things to ever talk about is because I'm talking to people all over the world, weather, talk about weather, talk about landscape, talk about like, you know, basics of where they're at and just learn about it. And then often they'll give me little bits and pieces of their life, of their family, of the neighborhood they're in. And these are all tidbits for me to follow up about in the future, right? Like these are, these are the real sales tactics, right? When we're treating the other person like a human, then they're like, wow, Shannon really went above and beyond, right? Um, so Jason just had a baby. If I was in the sales process with him right now, I would have seen that information and I would have messaged him, right? Congratulating him. Yes. That, that's how business is done. Awesome. Okay. Love it. Really good tips there. Yeah, I'm. Um, it's interesting. I'm a, just a default camera guy. You know, I, I always have it on just by default. I find it's weird it not, you know, it's like... Mm -hmm. But I, I understand that perspective where it's like if someone doesn't have video. I'm like, well, what are they hiding from me? You know, are they doing something else while they're, you know, at least if I know the person's on, on video here and yeah, I can just relate. Yeah. No, I, I like that tip there. So, all right, cool. So zoom. Um, okay. So, and now it's all done zoom, Shannon. We don't do the phone anymore, right? If possible, we want to do zoom. I will always suggest a video call, even if yep. it's through like Facebook, um, right. I want to call them on video. Um, so that's the first thing, right? Like starting that out. The second thing is getting the person to talk to you.
Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Like a lot of salespeople or like people selling anything, they just want to jump into the offer, right? Like take my stuff, take my stuff. And it's like, you have to diagnose. You are the doctor. That is what we are when we're on a phone call. We have to listen to like, why are we like even asking the question? So why did you decide to take this call with me? That unravels so much information that we can then go and probe into. So the second thing that, and I teach this in my course, the second thing that people don't understand when they're in this discovery process is there's something called BANT. Have you ever heard of BANT? BANT. No, I haven't. Is it a Canadian word or? No, <laughs> it's sales strategy. So oh. I come from the software industry. So I've been in the oh, software man. industry. Um, I made it from, I was an account manager all the way to VP of sales and marketing. And I was in it for 10 years. Oh, wow. And so um, I, did, did you start when you were five or how does, yeah. how does that... <laughs> I know I started when I was 18. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, um, I got a, ton of training if you can imagine being in software sales right because yeah. i'm selling only selling high ticket right so anyways bant stands for budget authority need and timeline mm. these are the four key components that we are trying to get out of our prospect when we are having a conversation with them sorry can you say that again uh Shannon? so um budget budget authority need need Gotcha. And timeline. Awesome. Gotcha. So yep. we can have, if we have three out of four of them, it's still not an opportunity. Yeah. We have to dig into seeing that. So how do we get this information? We're not like, so what's your budget? Yeah. <laughs> That's often like the last com like question I'm going to ask. Yeah. Usually we're going to go into like, why are we on this call? So yeah. getting them to get me the need, right? Like, what are we talking about? Where are your problems? What, like, why should we change what you're doing today to get help with what you need in the future? Right? So that's need. Once I got the need, then I'm like, okay, well this, I can clearly see that there's a challenge for you. When are you looking to implement a solution? Mm. So if they're like yesterday, like this is a, this is a challenge. Okay. That's a red hot opportunity. But if it's like, Oh, you know, Q2 of uh, 2023. Okay. Well, you're, you're not a high priority. <laughs> then I want to get into like, why, why are you on a call with me now? But this yeah. is something you want to talk about in a year and a half. Yeah. Right. This is something you want to invest in a year and a half. Then if we're talking about investing, then I would say, okay, have you said us, do you want to do it in 2023? Because that's when you budgeted for it. And then mm -hmm. they'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And I'll say, well, how much have you set aside for that? Yeah. And so I always want to get them to give me a number first Yeah. because that is going to get me, are, can they afford me? First of yeah. all, that's yeah. what I want to get into. Right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll be like, Oh, I don't know. You tell me. Um, and then I'll give them like, I have no problem quoting. I know my price, my budgets and I know mm -hmm. my pricing. So I have no problem quoting on the same call. Yeah. Um, but we'll get an essence of like where they're sitting with even the comfort of talking about money. Yeah. And then we always want to talk, get into authority. So sometimes we're thinking we're on the call with the decision maker and it could just be, you know, someone else on the team. 
-hmm. And they could be an influencer, they could be a gatekeeper, but no, we need to know who is going to be a part of this decision-making process. So once I put together this proposal, Jono, um, are you going to have to take this to anybody else? And you're like, oh, actually, I need to look at this. I need to talk to so-and-so. Oh, okay. And so do you think we should have another call with them and I should present it together? Because I should get them into loop of everything that we've talked about today. And that's how you often uh, loop in that decision maker if they're not there. Wow. Love that. Now, that's. let me just get my head around this. So, Bant, it's not necessarily in that order, right? They're just the four things we need to know. We don't find it, out. It's a checklist. Yeah. Gotcha. So. The thing about sales, it's an art and a science. Yeah. You need to be have the emotional intelligence to be agile, mm-hmm. right? Because we're just having a conversation, but in the back of your head, you're like, okay, did I meet that criteria? Mm. Yes, love that. And yeah, love that so much because it's like a common um, question we always get is about objections, right? It's like, oh, how do you handle this objection? It's kind of like, you can't give an answer for that. Like, have you done these four things up here? Okay, if you've done these four things up here, then we can go and handle that objection. But without knowing those things, we just, we don't have anything, right? You are 100% correct. And most objections are because they have not been qualified properly. Because if you do this properly, it's kind of like handling the objections. That's kind of like why you do it. There's many reasons why you do it. But one of the biggest ones, it's kind of like we're handling the objections before they come up, right? It's kind of like we've already asked, they've got a need for it. So if they come around, they're like, oh, can I think about it? It's like, you can, but hold on. Didn't you just tell me you wanted to do this, you know, there? And then the time thing, it's like, yep, sounds good. I'll sign up in, you know, next year. But did you just tell me you want to, well, I mean, next year's a bad example now, but you know, if, if, um, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'll do it in 12 months time. Well, hold on. Didn't you just tell me earlier you wanted to do it in, in a month's time? You know, it's, it's, it's harder for someone. And it's not even like, it, it's a conversation, it's a sales skill. It's not really manipulation. It's just making the person um, make a decision, you know? And I think with the person, it's kind of like it's harder for them to because it's, and we might even get into this later, but it's kind of like there's something about when you ask for the sale that gets people nervous, you know, and they got to think about it and, and all that sort of stuff there, right? Well, but that it, has to do with how much, again, you've qualified them because you hmm. don't pitch unless the criteria has been met. So that's one of the rules that I have is like, if you, if you don't fit my criteria, why am I going to try to like yeah. make an offer to you? <laughs> Love that. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause it's like, I think there's a couple things with that. It's like, if you pitch to someone that you haven't qualified with these things here, you're probably not going to make the sale. You're going to feel bad about it because it's like, ah, I didn't make a sale. I'm a loser. My product isn't good. Blah, 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 blah. It wastes time as well. Because you're probably going to spend time trying to convince that person and trying to handle the objection, and that you're probably never going to win because you didn't do the stuff above earlier as well. And then on top of that, it's kind of like it's just you come off on a bit of a weaker frame, if that makes sense. Like if I haven't done the stuff, so let's say we're on a sales call here, I haven't done the the stuff good enough earlier. I've got to try and convince. I'm going to try and beg you to sign my program. That's not a good position we want to be in, right? That's desperation. And what that sounds like is like if you were just sitting, you know, having a coffee um, on a busy street at a cafe and someone walks by and you didn't look at their hand or you didn't ask them if they had a boyfriend. And then all of a sudden you jump up and you try to like propose to them. Mm. It's like, wait, hold on. Mm. (laughs) I don't even know who you are, what you're doing, like any side story. Right. It's like it's almost prostituting your your offer. (laughs) Yep. Yep. 
Awesome. All right, cool. So um, let's go from there. So now we, we jump on the Zoom or whatever it is. We make sure that we're on um, video. We make sure that we get this one. Uh, we make sure we get this person talking. It's not about us. It's about them. We want to make sure we do the band. We get all those. Um, we get all that information. What do we do from then, Shannon? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. So often I get to a place where I, uh, me personally, they've been watching me a long time. Mm. Uh, So this is for inbound sales. When we're doing outbound sales, this is where it's a little bit more challenging because they're going to want to know First of all, we have to take the temperature of the problem, right? Yeah. So if the problem really truly exists, you can you can take your shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Present And how you do it is you present your offer, right? So based on what they need, you customize it to yeah. your offer and say, this is what you're going to need to do. Um, and then you talk about finances, right? We always want to get a paid in full. That is always what yeah. we want to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and you always want them to be able to jump in. Now, there has to be some sort of scarcity or sense of mm-hmm. urgency. So for, for example, I only take on 10 students. So, and, I, and my next round is starting in on mid January. I already have seven of those seats filled. Wow. Right. So yeah, then you're yeah. kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, if you want to be on my live coaching and you want to be a part of, you know, these six sales calls that I'm, you're going to get from me that are one-on-one and you don't want the price to go up because the price goes up in January, <laughs> well, then I would highly recommend um, that you, you know, sign up now. Wow. So good. So many good bits of information there as well. Let's, let's piggyback off some of that. So, yeah, I like the way you said customize. Because it's kind of like most people as well, their offer is going to have a few different things in there, right? But you only want to sell the thing that's relevant to that person there. Otherwise, it's going to turn them off. Like, let's say, uh, yeah, you go. You, you totally. So all the pain points that they brought up, you want to craft that in your solution, in your mm. offer, right? So, Jono, you told me you wanted to be able to, you know, hit 50K months. Well, what I can do in my program is help you craft your offer so that we are increasing your average deal size and you actually have to sell much less. How does that sound? Sounds more money and less work. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. That sounds good. Right. So, so basically we're pulling out their problems. I'm bringing my solution with my offer and based on that, we're marrying them. That's what we're doing here. Mm, love it. Yes. I'll, I'll share an example from my, now in my fitness days. So when I was selling fitness memberships, right? And it was kind of like, there's so much thing in the membership. You know, there's exercise, there's nutrition, there's accountability, there's Facebook groups. Um, but what I realized was with when someone was signing up for a fitness program, sometimes people wanted all of them. Sometimes some of those things would turn the person off. So let's say the person just wanted to come and exercise, that's all they wanted. I want to go to a, a boot camp. I want to exercise. I want a trainer there to keep me accountable, you know, make sure that I'm not doing anything wrong and a group of people as well. 
If I then went and said, yeah, and you also get this nutrition ebook and you also get this clean eating recipe ebook and you also do these no sugar chat, it's going to turn that person off because they're kind of like, oh, hold on, I'm paying all this stuff for stuff I'm not going to use, you know? So I'd still give it to them, but I want to do it in the sales process, you know? I think that's um, important thing there. And we have a look at the person's problem. Great. Here's how we solve it. Bang, 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 bang. So I love that. And that's what I'm, honestly, that's what I'm seeing a lot of is offer fatigue, which is like everyone just trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink. And for me, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. So I'm in a couple memberships and they have like six calls a week. And I'm like, who in their right mind has time for this? So it's just like, I'm just like, uh, I don't even want to be a part of this anymore. And that's what you have to understand is the motivations behind your prospect. And every single prospect is going to want something different, right? And so we just have to play to the strength of what that one person wants. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about all the other things that are listed. Yes, love that. And I think it's that's where the sales call is so important, right? That's where it's kind of like, well, how are you communicating any of this? Otherwise you're just, it's a landing page. Mm. So then they're like, Oh crap. There's like 50 things in here. I don't want like 30 of them. I'm just going to go find a cheaper option. Mm. Then you are competing on price. And that is the last place you want to be. We want to be solution selling. Yes. Love that. And I love the offer that can you break down that offer again? Cause you just did like five or 10 awesome things with the scarcity and the urgency that I think like anyone could, it's got to be authentic as well, but can you just break down some of the things you you mentioned there? So your offer has everything to do with first framing the pain, understanding the pain points. Then you present your solution, right? Then you're pitching that in accordance to what the cost is going to be and what they're getting going back to the solution of what they care about, then you could have one of three things. It could be a fast action bonus. It could be that sense of scarcity or that sense of urgency. You have to determine based on who you're talking to, what they care about. So for example, um, some people, like they, they do not want to be left out FOMO, you know, those FOMO people. So you want to do, so I would talk to you. I would know that I would understand it. And then I want to use scarcity with you. So I'm going to be like, John, honestly, I only have two spots available. I I don't know if I could even fit you in to tell you the truth. Um, One of your friends and one of your friends or competitors is in the program as well. So (laughs) you'd, you'd you'd have to put your deposit like "Mm, yesterday. Are you comfortable with that, Jono? (laughs) Two spots left. If I, if I don't do these two, then I miss out. Well, I actually have a bunch of sales calls right after you. So you honestly, you'd have to tell me right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> right. So you, have to, <laughs> so you have to know who you're talking to and what yeah. they care about. Some people care about value, right? So yeah. you're going to give them that fast action bonus. And so, um, so Jono for you, and don't tell anyone else I'm doing this, okay? <laughs> I am going to give you one extra one-on-one with me. And so I'm charging $3,000 for this. So mm. now this is a $9,000 offer. But you do have to make a decision within 24 hours on this one. Okay. I would. Could, I'll give you my personal answer. <laughs> yeah. I would. For me, That would get me if it was, um, yeah, exclusive. Yeah, that would get me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was something that, yeah, if no one else was getting, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. how you yeah. frame it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then we have- And if, so it, we if it was tailored as well, if it was like, hey, Jono, you mentioned earlier this, you know, I'll throw this in just for you. 
then I'm like, yes, yeah. yes. You mentioned that you wanted more accountability. So I think for you to support you and get you to your goals, what I'm going to do is throw you in that one extra one-on-one call, but you cannot say anything up to the rest of the group. Yeah. And that's worth, what'd you say? 3,000? 3,000. Do I need to, and if I sign up today, I get it? Yes. Yeah. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> So we did scarcity, we did um, fast action bonus, then we have urgency, right? So urgency is also something around, um, you could use a discount, right? Mm -hmm. So we're at the end of the quarter, end of the year, I have an amazing sale going on right now, where basically you, my program six grand, but I'm extending everybody signing up in December to get 12 months with me. So that's a 12 grand offer, but you only have 24 hours to make a decision on that. Yeah. That'll get me. That's why I'm a sucker for sales. All these things get me, you know, (laughs) and question here, Shannon, should we be doing all of them or is that overkill? You have to read your prospect. Yeah. These are, these are tools, right? These are strategies, but if you're not on a sales call, how the hell do you know yeah. which one you're supposed to use? Because it can turn some people off if you use the wrong one, you know? Exactly. You need to be able to read them. Gotcha. So for me, I don't give a shit about 12 months and I don't care about um, I don't care about the FOMO. I wanted me. I wanted that one-on-one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 You know, and that what I was sticking on, it wasn't the one-on-one wouldn't get me, but if there was something that, there that would... The, the theory gets me though. There was something there that I'm getting that would get me there, you know? So well, for me, like accountability is important when hiring a coach, right? Yeah. And strategy. And if I know the person that I'm watching, this is a high ticket sale. And now you're throwing in $3,000 more and I don't have to pay for that. Mm. Hell yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what would get me there. And this is all different programs or whatever, you know, yes, yes. the thing that would get me, the, the call wouldn't get me if it was probably a done for you thing, then that would get me, you know, if it was like, Hey, you know, you also get whatever we set up your Facebook ad, you know, or, or we write your, you get ours, we write your sales pitch or, or, you know, so, but, I, but I like, I like the, the, but it depends on what the program is, what the offer is, like, who, like, what are we even talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly, exactly what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Like you have to know what your audience wants mm. and then craft a no brainer or um, a home run offer or grand slam offer is what Alex Hermosi would say. Right. Love it. Yes. Now I had a question. Okay. Yeah. So on that note, so you've got these tools in your arsenal, Shannon. And you're kind of like, right, I've got, you know, if I, if I sense someone's an urgency person, he's the tool I'm going to give him. If I sense someone's a scarcity person, he's the tool I'm going <coughs> to give him. You've already got them written down in your back pocket, right? So when you hear it, you can just pull that one out. Is that how that works? Well, because I've been doing sales for so long, it's just intuitive and natural to me. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. I also am not a pressure salesperson. And yeah. so I sell to women. So women do not like when you are aggressive with them. Mm. They want to feel seen. They want to feel valued. They want to feel heard. Um, and they also want to be a partner in the process of selling. Mm. I also, um, like I mentioned, I don't want to prostitute my offer, yeah. right? I want to show that like, at, like this is in high demand. So if like, if you're not into it, like I have other people who want it anyways. Yeah. But you don't want to be super cocky either, right? Like, yeah. so it's very fine lines of how you have to, and it's all sales psychology. Yeah. It's all sales psychology. And how, 
So a couple of questions. How do we get better? If someone's listening to this, how do they get better at, at sales psychology? The best tip I would give them is just to buy hire you, Shannon, and, and do your program. <laughs> I think that's number one. Number two is probably to join your Facebook group. Um, actually, no. Actually, I want to be sensitive of your time, and I just had a look at the time. So there's there's a couple um, questions I like to finish up with, and we'll get to that one there as well. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, should we? No, okay. So we'll start with – no, yeah, we'll get to that one now. So I'm curious to hear – you're obviously a mentor now, Shannon, for plenty of people out there, plenty of women out there that want to get better at sales. You're the go-to there. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been over the years. If you could answer this in a few different ways – if you could give us um, a book that either you read and it changed your perspective on sales um, or a book that you recommend everybody else should read in terms of sales, a unpaid mentor, so someone that you haven't paid money to or you don't know them, you haven't worked with them personally, but you know you follow them on social media, you, you know, follow their Instagram, listen to their podcast, whatever it may be, and then a paid mentor, someone that you've paid money to, a coach or a, a course, and that's had the biggest influence on you. So mentors, paid, unpaid, and book. So right now I'm reading this book, um, $100 million Offers Ooh. by Alex Hermosi. If you haven't read that, you need to. And it is one of those books that you, you're going to have to read or listen to multiple times. I'm like, I'm just about to go on vacation. And this is one of my projects is to like re-listen to it and revamp the offers. Um, because it, because it is so powerful. And so a big part of this is obviously using it for my offers, but being able to help others understand what, how they can get a grand slam offer, right? A no brainer offer. So that's really, really important. So if you haven't read that book, you need to read that book. Um, unpaid. I have been really fortunate to value relationships and mentors my whole life. Um, I've done numerous unpaid internships and I was in a co-op degree in my undergrad. So I did two years of co-op. So I would say like in my life, I've probably had about 50 mentors. Wow. I keep in touch with probably the majority of them um, because at different points in our lives, we can have completely different conversations. It doesn't matter to me how old somebody is because I can always learn um, oh, yeah. something new from somebody older, younger. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so to me, you just have to have an intention for wanting this energy in your life. And I promise you, it'll show up for you. Yeah. Um, I have actually received a professional mentor award actually in 2018. Oh, wow. um, I was in a professional association and that was what I, um, what I received because I was mentoring um, five co-op students or five university students. Um, so that mentorship is really, I hold it very, very close to my heart. Um, and I believe that today's young people, especially um, if they don't get that, like you're never going to excel the way you need to. Mm -hmm. um, so I would urge everybody to try to give um, to a younger person so that they can make it in life. Yeah. Um, and paid mentor. So I just paid um, before this program that I joined. I I just joined the coaching space um, because I decided that I finally get to get help. And that was something that I had a big problem with accepting. Um, mm -hmm. So one of my, my 
my other business that I have is I run a digital marketing agency um, and people come to me to get help all the time because they don't want to deal with the tech, right? Um, and so this was a huge, huge hurdle that I overcame um, paying for help. Um, it was the best $25,000 I've ever spent. I leaps and bounds made money um, this year because I completely shifted my mindset. So if you truly want to reach your goals, don't hold yourself back because of the money. Invest in yourself because you are your surest offer, right? Like, you know, you can do this. You need to believe in yourself. And once we put money behind it, that lights a fire under our ass, right? Wow. Love. Yeah, that's true. Let's spend a minute there. Yeah, I think, I think that's so important in, in many different ways there. It's kind of like, $25,000 may sound like a lot of money. Someone listening to this, she spent $20,000. You know, that's more than my car costs. That's more than my house deposit costs. Yeah, that's more than a, a week of rent costs. Whatever that was half of my master's degree. There we like, go. My master's yeah. degree is like 60 grand, right? So yeah. I was like, the, the thought of that, but what I've now gained from it, I got so much more out of it, right? A couple things. Let's compare two people. Let's compare me and you, Shannon. Let's say we were in the same position. You made that investment. I didn't because it was, it was too expensive for me or whatever it may be, I guarantee you at the end of 12 months, you're in a way better position than me. And then you might have a different thing. You know, Then it might be like, now you invest in the next $25,000 thing. And I still don't, because I don't have the money. I'm going to be in that same spot that I was, and you're going from leaps and bounds from one to the other. And this is, this is perfect for objection handling. Um, when you get the money objection, yeah. or you get like, the time objection, what is the cost of inaction? And that's yeah. what you have to drill down to. So if yeah. they told you in a year, they want to make 300K a year, or they want to be a seven-figure entrepreneur, but your 25K program is too expensive. Yeah. Well, the cost of inaction is that you're not going to get where you want to go. Yeah. Love it. It's so good because it. I like also objection handling. My take on objection handling is like, I just want that person to think differently. Let's say, let's say we did that. And let's say that person got off the call and they still didn't buy but they're like, you know what? Shannon was right. I need to freaking do something, you know? And they end up buying later or, or with someone else. Like, I still think that's a good result. And I like also, I'm a big, I think also in terms of sales, it's important to invest in yourself because it's kind of like another way to look at that one there. If someone's like, oh, you know, I, I don't know how much Shannon's program is. Let's say it's $10,000 as an example, you know? How, you know, oh, $10,000, Shannon, that's a lot of money, right? Well, it depends how you look at it. You know, I just spent 25,000. So, you know, 10 for me is a, a walk in the park. Depends what kind of person you want to be. It's, and you wouldn't say it exactly like that. But it's, a lot, <laughs> no. it's a lot easier to, you know, to, if you've spent that money yourself, it's a lot easier to, whether you justify it in the sales call or just in that confidence as well. It's kind of like if you've spent that amount of money, it's a lot easier to ask someone else to to um, have that money there. So I, I like. Well, that I point. mean, how I would position that is um, around. Well, Jono, how much is your offer? Mm, say two thousand dollars. Okay, so so Jono, if I could help you sell five of those, would it be worth it? Worth the ten thousand dollars? Yeah. Five ever or five? Just if you sold five oh, by being in my five. program. Uh, it'd be a break even, right? Five exactly. Yeah. So now imagine, imagine when you, every time we invest in ourselves and professional development and we learn, our brain will grow, right? Mm. Leaps and bounds. So imagine if you sold 50 of those mm. using that same strategy, would it be worth it? Shut up and take my money. <laughs> and, the, and this is, this is how it is. Sometimes we have to paint those pictures, right? 
And that's the cost of inaction. And so the, the numbers that we're talking about on the internet, they're scary. They're very, very scary, especially for newer people coming in. But the people who are really growing to those seven, eight figures, these, these are the investments that they're making right? You have to invest in yourself. You have to do something scary. You have to do something different if you want a different result. Love that. And it's, I'll piggyback off that as well. It's like, I think to be successful, you've almost got to be that person before you're that person. So let's just say, so what are you going to explain? That's exactly what my coach told me. She said, are you, she was like, well, what, what is your goal? hundred K months. Well, Shannon, are you acting as a 100K month CEO? And I said, no, I'm not. And then she said, it's exactly like what they say in university. You don't dress for the job that you have. You dress for the job that you want. Same thing. You don't don't behave as a 100K CEO when you're a 100K CEO. You do it before and that's what gets you there. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. All right, Shannon, I want to be sensitive of, of your time. I know your voice is, um, you're going to sore throat as well. So I don't want to keep you talking too much. Uh, if someone's listening to this and they're like, all right, this woman is awesome. I want to follow her. I want to work with her. I want to do a program. What's the best, best first step? Is it your Facebook group? Is it your social media, your website? What's, what's the best? Absolutely. Hit me up on Facebook, Shannon D'Souza. Get in my DMs. If you are a salesperson and you want to get better at sales, you need to talk, right? You need to chat. So get in my DMs. Let's have a conversation. Come into my Facebook group. You'll find it on my page, The Winner's Circle. Um, It is an outstanding group of human beings um, where everyone is wanting to elevate and grow together and so much support, so much strategy, so much mindset, um, so much good energy. I talk a lot about working only with women. I do have male clients as well, um, but I am heart-centered, right? Like I take that energy first approach. I take that mindset approach. So if that sounds like it for you and you want you know, to expand into that feminine, everybody's welcome. There we go. And I'll put the links down in the, the show notes. Um, Shannon, is there anything you want to finish us off with? Or is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? <laughs> Uh, this was so much fun, Jono. Thank you so much for having me. Um, whatever it may be that's holding you back from selling, force yourself to get in front of it. Get in front of that limiting belief, learn what it is, and then attack it. If it's your offer, fi- fix that problem. If it's your mindset, fix that problem, right? If it's the technology, fix that problem. But and the internet is so bountiful right now. Um, we can all make it. Yes. Love those tips. I could, I just want to expand on all your tips, Shannon. They're so good, but we'd be here all day. So I'm just going to end it there. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.